that whole thing. Uh... <laughs> Trying to get everyone excited. Well, this it won't do. We need we need both of us on screen here. Not even here anymore. There we go. <laughs> Jimmy's just a narcissist. Wait. Welcome everyone uh, to episode. Yeah, that's true. This is the official episode one of Modern Day Atheism, because obviously we kept trying to. But no, this time it's for real. This is the first one. Uh, Monday or so, it should be published to the different platforms. And I'll put links out on social media and stuff so that people can uh, uh, have it as a podcast instead of as uh, well, I mean, in addition to, we'll, we'll always be recording live and then it'll go out Mondays, which will also mean that around the 30 minute mark tonight, I'll need to like do a brief pause where, uh, the production team can insert their ad break. Uh, but that'll literally just be like, Hey, here's the ad break. So it's going to be fun for the podcast listeners, uh, to hear me explain to the YouTubers how this will be different <laughs> because of the podcast. It's, yeah. Running Very, start. Absolutely. Well done. <laughs> very, very professional and very, very exciting. Um, uh, but I should start out by, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, this lovely individual who is joining me tonight. Shannon, why don't you tell everyone about yourself and, and who you are and, and what you do on your channel and all that kind of stuff? Hi, I'm Shannon Q. I have a channel that is called Shannon Q. If you'd like to go check it out, please do. I talk about the intersection between psychology and faith, and I also engage in complex conversations. And it's my channel's kind of a 50-50 split between really well-researched, edited, well-cited videos that are, you know, edited and well put together, and also live conversations. And Jimmy's what, J Jimmy, I can see you're rare to talk. <laughs> because, because you said well-prepared, and I wanted to bring this up. I took this poll this week, uh, here's the poll. It's so it's covering us a little. We have to like do this to, if you had to guess, how much do you think my normal shows? So just the normal episode of Dear Mr. Atheist are scripted versus improvised. And you could pick entire, almost entirely improv, 50-50, mostly scripted with occasional improv and nothing improvised, completely scripted. And 90% of you were wrong. I almost every one of my and I'm not trying to brag or anything, but almost every single episode of Dear Mr. Atheist, I pick a topic. If I have a number, like if I do uh, if I do numbers, things like seven things, eight things, I will rate write down like the title of those eight, seven or eight things. Uh, and then but everything else is me just winging it. I literally pick a topic and I just go. I mean, especially like the reaction videos and stuff. But like. Yeah, the uh, uh, I don't I don't script almost anything like m at, at sometimes a tiny amount of outline. And that's it. By the way, you've been nominated for best hair, which is something Kyle and I are usually competing over. You, oh, I thank you. I appreciate it because it I've been be telling helped. both of them that it's only because I'm not in the running. So now that's changed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Whoever said that. <laughs> it was Vandy. It was Vandy 004. He's the yeah. one who always he whenever Kyle and I are on, he super chats to one of us who won the hair of the night, um, which I'll be in a bun this is tomorrow. going to be leveraged in many conversations, many conversations <laughs> going to be brought up, Vandy. So thank you. You have no that's, idea. <laughs> that's clearly true. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Also, like 
I, I will definitely, when I'm on with Kyle tomorrow, be in my bun because I will have been sweating and freaking out. And uh, I'm having like a viewing party with a couple of friends here in the studio because we have like a proper uh, drop down screen and projector. We're going to watch Game of Thrones and I'm just going to be like, <gasps> and I, I will need, I will need the bun back. I'll probably show up on the show tomorrow. Very, very sweaty. Um, <laughs> You're that, that excited. Oh, I love, love Game of Thrones. And, and Kyle, uh, Kyle and I are actually going to do a live show tomorrow. Um, and we will, uh, it's going to be about the episode of Game of Thrones. So I'm, I'm excited. So you want to watch it when it comes out or, so my thought tomorrow's episode's only an hour long. That's at least from the leaked watch time. Um, uh, so it's going to be seven o'clock mountain time, nine o'clock Eastern, obviously, uh, uh, six o'clock Pacific. Um, you'll want to watch before and you'll have basically the hour of the episode and probably the next hour. We're probably going to go on. So if it's seven o'clock, my time that the episode comes on, it'll end around eight and then we're going to go live at nine. Uh, so you'll have some time, but if you want to avoid game of Thrones spoilers, uh, you will want to, you'll want to watch that beforehand you'll want the it spoiled because you actually experienced it so that'll be i love everything so like let's get all of the let's keep being as happy as we can and before we jump into this topic because yeah, i know gonna i'm go going to be so upset by yeah this, me too uh, it's not going <laughs> it's to be, be tons tons let's um yeah. how do i get back to is it this one no I want to put the music back. On. I was trying to put the music back on for two seconds, but I am uh, incompetent, so I don't. I don't even know where it is. Oh, there it is. Here it is. It's right here. I can just put it. I'll just put it in that little window, and then we'll turn the audio on. Oh, that's the wrong thing. That was my camera audio. Here it is. <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. This one's going to be. All right, we got to get rid of get rid of that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. Also, we, I put a poll up on Twitter, Twitter at Dear Mr. Atheist, uh, for tomorrow's show to see who's right, whether or not tomorrow's episode, the season premiere of season eight, will have a, a, a death of a beloved character. So if you want to go over there, you can not only can you vote on it, but you can uh, say who you think is going to die, and we'll discuss whether or not people were right. I, I don't want to say who I think will die or if I think anyone's going to die in the first episode uh, I do have an opinion on it and I will share I will share what my honest opinion was before we, I, I won't change it and lie to whatever the, the poll to whatever turns out to be correct or maybe I will how will you know yeah. <laughs> you record it with the timestamp, Jimmy and send right. it to me and I'll tell everybody whether or not you're full of shit that's a good idea <laughs> that is a good idea I can uh, I can do that oh you know what I should have put on the uh, descriptions here is hashtag save Shannon. Have you, have you seen that going around on my channel at all? Almost every, almost every premiere now has hashtag save Shannon. Is that still a meme? Yeah, <laughs> because, awesome. because uh, for people who don't know, Shannon was in the live chat and she, she joined right as someone else named Shannon was saying, I think some like transphobic bigoted shit. Uh, and I like stopped the show to call out this Shannon and was like, fuck you, you're banned. Uh, and, and it was and right I as you joined. Showed up. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what did I do? Yeah. And so <laughs> <laughs> hashtag save Shannon. 
Um, oh, thanks, God. That's awesome. they, the channel absolutely loves you. And I love, uh, oh. is is it now your most recent video, the Jordan Peterson, or is there a new one since then? Yes. No, that's that's the most recent one right now. Yeah. Okay. Last week. I, I think that is, I've also done an episode from way back being critical of Jordan Peterson. But again, I just wing it and I just, I improv all the episodes. So the quality is nowhere near what the quality is of of Shannon. Shannon did a ton of research into the kinds of things, especially about trans people that Jordan Peterson is spreading and whether or not he has, whether or not the fear he is mongering is justified at all. And it's an excellent, excellent episode. And I really recommend that everybody go and watch it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I worked really hard on that one. I spent a long time reading through. I read through an entire 104 page uh, case regarding uh, somebody who had filed uh, for a grievance for, with the Canadian Human Rights Council to go to one of the tribunals. I read through everything. I went through all of Bill C-16. I went through and read the entire Canadian Bill of Human Rights. I read all of the research on it, and I made sure that it was really, really well cited, as well as the Bar Association's rebuttal to his claims about it to being compelled speech. And I went through them, itemized and juxtaposed that against the message that he's sending. So it's difficult. It's a, a half an hour long video, so it would be difficult to recount. But if you would yeah. like to check it out, please go do. I'm glad Definitely. you appreciated it, Jimmy. Thank you. I loved it because I have been saying that he is a just such a scam artist hiding behind a vocabulary that is purposefully seems precise, but is actually obscure and just he's the worst. Anyway. He's very much counting on people not doing their own research and just taking his word for it. Just, uh, well, and unfortunately, why, why, there are people that do. Why? Why would you need to to ask to ask anybody else? I I just think that uh, that everybody that lobsters have the ultimate form of government, and uh, that's our, that's as much that's as much as we're doing for tonight. Okay, yeah. we will get to I'm already mad. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. We will get to uh, Super Chats after all of this. What we are doing today, uh, and for people, I don't know if it requires you to have notifications on or what it is, but uh, I, I'm going to start doing this occasionally where we put a topic out on the YouTube community tab, uh, and that is where people will share stories or questions or whatever, and you can go there, and by hitting like on other people's stories, you can upvote it. Um this is this was the prompt for this week. Share your stories of religious slut shaming below. Upvotes the one you want Shannon Q and I to address live. And then also, I I felt so mean asking this, but I was like, please keep your stories to tweet length, which like I understand that means that we can't get into, but I want to cover as many of these as possible. Uh, uh, and if we had just story after story that were lengths of novels it just would have been impossible to have uh enough of a discussion tonight i think so i felt bad putting that restriction on it so i hope people aren't too mad about it uh but it seemed necessary to me that's fair it's understandable yeah i that that was what that pause was for it was like go ahead shannon tell people i'm not a piece of shit no it's understandable because <laughs> if, other, if somebody especially if, when somebody writes in a, a really long heartfelt story you also you like you feel a need to make sure that you address every single component of that in order to be able yeah. to do it justice for that person, and and by doing that you negate the opportunity for somebody else who 
right. who, who is just as deserving that may not have provided as much detail. So having those regulations allows us to be attentive to more people's stories and situations and bring them to light. And by keeping them shorter, one thing that I wanted to do, um, it's kind of like it, it's kind of like the power of when when the Me Too movement first started was seeing just how many stories there were. But then the other thing that was interesting was how common the so many threads were in these in these different stories, like that it was so often situations where that's that's where it became obvious that these were systemic problems that were concentrated in specific areas, whether it was clergy, a person of power at work, uh, a person who has the ability to extend to you, I, I basically these positions of power where, where it's people trying to trade favors for a person's dignity and, and desire and shit. It was... Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I also wanted to be able to have that by being able to go through more of them tonight, be able to also see those common threads and see that this is uh, see if there is things in that way, like with me, too, that were systemic. Right. Yeah. So I think we're just going to get the opportunity to highlight patterns. Exactly. Uh, I think we're just going to get started. I'm not going to uh, uh, even though this is out there publicly on the community tab. Uh, I'm not. I'm just going to read the stories. I'm not going to share the screen names or anything like that, um, just because it would be a weird thing to be like only, oh, you know, so and so wrote blah blah blah. Uh, it, it just would be strange to me. Uh, so this first one, first story. I happily consensually lost my virginity to someone and told a friend. She cried over the phone about my loss of purity and deg degradation. I was going to try and say degradation, degradation, and guilted me into breaking up with him. I was so anxious that my period went missing in action and I couldn't stop puking. I wasn't pregnant as 10 separate tests showed. Uh, shame literally altered my body's function. Oh my gosh. Yeah, anxiety can have that effect. Yeah. Deep anxiety can have effect on many of your internal organs, in fact, and right. can definitely affect your cycles. Any kind of stress can affect your cycle. I'm really sorry. First of all, I feel like I'm going to say I'm really sorry a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be a very Canadian episode, especially yeah, you very... pronounce it. Sorry. Um, sorry. One thing in this that I see as a common thread in a lot of stories and especially coming out of out of Mormonism was this concept of um, loss of purity and degradation and that that is something that you do hear so much that it's like this is some sort of thing you have some sort of gift or whatever and when you give it away if you don't give it away under the right circumstances you are now an impure person um yeah i know the conceptualization a lot that it in some way indicates any level of your individual value so the right. fact that you were doing it willingly and it's something that you wanted that's great that's the way it should be somebody else's external extrapolation of regarding what that means on your character and you as a person yeah. is unfair and the fact that we're all sent those messages and internalize the messages that that indicates x about right. us because there's those expectations is a difficult thing to grapple with and unfortunately too common a thing 
and it's it's unfortunately there's also like a gender specific culture to this here as well where like sure had i confessed that i had sex as early as i did there would have been bishops and parents who would have shamed me but i also would have been met with tons of fist bumps tons of high fives people just being like how was it wanting to hear the details uh uh <laughs> In today's, if, if I had been a teenager in today's world, probably would have wanted to know if I filmed it or not, because I understand that is happening a lot with, uh, no. uh, yeah, apparently teenagers are, are, are filming their deflowerings now. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Please yeah. don't do that. Um, uh, but I mean, it would have been literally, uh, um, there would have been, I, I feel like even people in my family who would have felt inclined to shame me would have been like, well, let's see who it was and, and getting the kind of like nice, that that culture of, well, I'm a dude. So that's, you know, to be expected. And even even if I had gone into my bishop, for example, and confessed, it would have been actually met with some understanding from him. It would have been like, well, you know, boys will be boys. And that's, of course, going to happen because, you know, at a certain point, you can't control it. Here's what you should have done leading up so that that doesn't happen. Here's the things in the meanwhile, if my companion was somebody who was a, if my companion was a female and went to the bishop, it would have been just like shame you know, you've really you've really given up something here. Um, if if what's even worse is that you hear in stories of assault uh, out of churches and stuff. But I'm again speaking from the Mormon church in cases of assault that people are being asked, well, did you do anything to lead him on? What were you wearing? That kind of like, are, are we sure? Because we know we know that uh, the guy's going to do it in this scenario because that's what guys do. So, like, are you sure that this wasn't somehow your fault, too? Um, that is unfortunately also all too common a, a trope with all that's of this. So, right. And it's very tragic that you have to it's 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 perceived as a mark on your character forever, essentially. Yeah. Uh, no, no matter whether it was willing or unwilling, whereas a man right. would be able to walk away with oh well you know what it is what it is men can't really control it it's just you know right. some people are going to make those mistakes it's an honest mistake you know right. we should forgive him when a woman does the same thing in the same situation that's a mark on their character eternally they're 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 essentially marked as they no longer have that purity that's valued and because that because ne because of that they're now impure and are less likely to attract a mate in the future because they're undesirable at this point. Right, right. Have you ever and it's heard not of, a mistake? <sighs> have you ever heard the chewed gum analogy? Have you heard no, about that? Please tell me. So this not is something me, that apparently is super, super common, uh, especially it, it was actually something that Elizabeth Smart, if you remember, she was the one who was abducted and then found years later mm -hmm. uh, by that guy yeah. who took her as a polygamous wife. She actually worked mm -hmm. to fight against the Mormon church because this was such a common story and analogy used. And it's basically the concept that every time you have sex, it's like you're a piece of gum and, and it's, you've been chewed on. And so then it became, uh, uh, and, and the teacher would often chew gum and then pull it out and be like, who would want to put this in their mouth after, uh, after it's been chewed up. And the problem was that it didn't separate. 
I mean, they have their redemption uh, ideas in that somehow you can become that perfect piece of gum again, but that's not how people translated it and took it. And by the way, repenting of sex is already a stupid the, the concept mm-hmm. of sex being intrinsically a sin is already absolutely ridiculous. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was this chewed gum analogy used all over the place by all kinds of churches. And it's basically like, now that you've had sex, you're a chewed up piece of gum. Who would want you? And it's essentially a portion of uh, an ability to control, too, a woman's desires, right. a woman's independence to make choices for herself, a, a woman's liberation from being something that is to be possessed to being someone that's autonomous in herself and having the ability to make those decisions for herself because she wishes to satiate her own desires and not because she exists to satiate the desires of another right it's yeah yeah it's that it's that submission doctrine let's let's move on to another one here because i'm sure that all of the points we're making can be made under i'm sure several of these yeah yeah um So God assaulted and someone from church asked me if I was having sinful thoughts and then said that God was going to bring those sins upon me, whether I liked it or not. It was a great thing to tell an already anxious middle schooler who was going through other other stuff on top of all of that. Oh, my God. A lot of these are going to bring me really close to crying. I'm sorry that you had to do that. And I'm really sorry that somebody found a disgusting way that teach you to blame yourself for something that was beyond your control. And I hope that you're okay now. And I'm really sorry. That's disgusting. And for anybody who is listening, that might think along those lines, how you think about anything does not indicate that you deserve to be treated in any way at all inappropriately. You, your body and you deserve to be respected regardless of what your thoughts may contain, because you can't control them. They are beyond your control and intensely natural, intensely natural, especially in and around that age when it's already confusing for you. And it's natural for those thoughts to be elicited just in their instantiation wholly because you exist as a human and humans have those goddamn thoughts. Right. It's not your fault. Absolutely. And and I do want to say, too, I feel like most of the um, uh, I think my guess is based on the format of the question and the kind of thing we're talking about, uh, that most of these are going to be related to slut shaming of women and people who identify as women know that this is broad across the board, all genders, mm-hmm. the, the concept of victim blaming. What did you do to deserve this? This is something also that um, I really, really don't favor about. Uh, I'm not I am generally not the kind of person to come at a person and be like, hey, you know, your jokes are are just so offensive. You need to stop saying that. I do think there are some jokes that are offensive. But when people are joking, I just I don't have much faith in people to be all that thoughtful about the things they say anyway. Uh, But one of the things that really gets under my skin is when they talk about. Um, sexual assault in prison situations for all genders and their victim blaming is a huge part of it. I mean, it's literally like the they'll they'll joke about the don't drop the soap, but it's literally like the that you deserve it because you're there. Like that's part of prison's punishment and stuff. And you see that a lot 
too in this culture of so the the victim blaming and victim shaming has become such a broad spectrum and it's funny how people figure out creative ways to do it and and how it's it's yeah and it's not it's never your fault if you're assaulted and this concept of that you were having bad thoughts and so that those were brought upon you that God is going to convict you of thought crime and use another human being apparently to punish you for those those uh bad thoughts because that's what I mean it literally says and then said that God was going to bring those sins upon me whether I liked it or not that because you had those thoughts you were now a sinner and you were going to have that physical retribution and it be your own fault and it's it's such a bullshit reasoning anyway because virtually most people will be able to say that yes i have thought something dirty recently or i've thought something unsavory or 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 whatever I, i'm not associating dirty with unsavory i'm just talking about in general things you can guilt a person with and so then when it's like it's a way to be dismissive of your suffering and your problems like you see sometimes pat robertson for example after the um the haitian earthquake came out and said something along the lines of like that uh back in several decades ago leaders in haiti made a deal with the devil and that this is it this is that it's being now paid back by god again basically saying like you deserve this because of of past actions in this case it would have been actions of people not even alive anymore and obviously not true cuz you there's no such there is no devil stop blaming your problems and stuff and it's a but it's a way to be like hey if you feel bad about not helping these people uh uh don't worry about it because this is their own fault it's a way to dismiss people's suffering and not not try and help people in ways they actually need to be helped and so it's also a way to implicitly indicate that we are people who are righteous and thus that is why we are not punished right therefore don't don't sub subject yourself or submit yourself to the transgressions of these people because look what god has done continue along the path that i've set out for you or i indicate to you and of course send me money yeah and yeah. and then you will continue to be protected as you have been thus far it's an implicit and tacit acknowledgement that you know what we're saying is working and these people don't listen to those sorts of instructions from us and look what happened to them stay with our in group the the funny thing is too there's it's almost irony the people who say only God can judge me so often are the most judgmental people across the board. Like it's literally just, yeah. only God can, and they, and it's, and it's, you are doing something wrong. Um, oh, I feel bad. Yeah, but I'll Neil, both judge you. <laughs> okay. Neil, I, I'm not going to be at Faithless Forum. <laughs> Neil, Neil just met, uh, did a super chat saying you're buying me a beer at Faithless Forum. I'll buy you a beer at some point, though I don't know why I'd be in a bar since I also don't drink, but we'll figure it out. Um, all right, here's the next one. A friend of mine was sent to board at a strict Christian high school. She was molested by one of her teachers who then proceeded to shame her publicly at the school assembly as a disgusting, lustful sinner, and according to her, he made it out as if she asked him to touch her. After that, she was constantly bullied and shamed, not only by students, but teachers, too. Luckily, her parents believed her and the police were informed. The whole inquiry is still going on now, but for now, she's being moved to another school. Um, oh, my God. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is when we're talking about power. It's not just that power that people leverage it that way. It seems to be that it's like you're talking about a public power figure, a person who has uh, uh, to the rest of this school of people, people are looking up to this individual as an authority. And that authority is why not only will their version of events always be believed, I think people like this can lie to themselves and even think, well, I'm a godly, I'm a godly man, therefore, obviously, she was coming on to me, and, and she brought the spirit of Satan in there, and, and all that, and, and doesn't feel bad. Like, it, 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 is, it is a way to turn otherwise, people, people who are otherwise capable of feeling emotions and feeling guilt into just total psychopaths. So you think that in this instance, there's a possibility, and this makes sense, and I hadn't thought about it that way, that he's essentially justifying his his abject lack of impulse control and judgment by saying, she was placed here as a temptress, and that had influence on me, and essentially because she was placed here as a temptress to influence me to act in an immoral fashion, the, the actions that were elicited from me are yeah. her fault. I'm not culpable for the things that I do myself because she's the reason. I think it's I think it's just a I think that's a mindset a lot of people who are in positions of power get into it, it, and it's literally like look at my popularity, look at my following. I couldn't do mm-hmm. any wrong. A, a, a thought I have by simply having a thought, that thought becomes elevated because of how great I am and so it's literally this like you could almost name it after Trump as a syndrome of you did something wrong. Well, no, here's how these nine people I, I talked to this week, how it's actually their fault. It's it is it is that it's that that feeling of power and that feeling of I couldn't do wrong because if I did do wrong, why would I be in such a wholly popular position? And and I can't say for sure that's what happened here because we don't know enough details. But I, I feel like I've seen that so often and i'm sure you know the terminology and stuff for if you all don't know shannon's like a fucking super genius uh <laughs> i'm not <laughs> i'm sure you know all the terminology and uh and and the things i'm referring to but yeah it's a it is i don't think it's just literally people going i have this position of power and people will believe me therefore i should just lie i do think those kinds of people exist but i think more often it's i have this position of power i'm being told i did something wrong and that just can't be because I'm me, right. like fucking hell. Look at me, uh, and yeah, it's. Yeah, I think that's what well, happens. A lot of narcissists would be like that. Like if you if you have narcissistic tendencies, especially, yeah. And one of the bars that you hold up for yourself is that you're virtuous. If you do something that's, it c- clearly demonstrates that you lack virtue, you would look for a scapegoat. Right. So that's, right. That's well this- within the realm of possibility. This especially being it's funny because there's there's both kinds of virtue here. We're talking about the actual meaning of virtue and the arbitrary oh, like meanings of virtue. Life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not like there's Bible like Bible virtue. I'm talking about yeah. actual real life virtue. Virtue. Yeah. It's funny because there is there is both and right now because we're talking about this subject, I think we'll have to be specific uh when we talk Sorry. about Yeah. Yeah. And, Sometimes that I was, forgot that there's two realities that I have to speak to. Right, right, right. There's, <laughs> I need to delineate the two. There's the actual world, and then there's, you know, <laughs> fantasy. Fantasy land. Which is fine as long as you know that's where you're going. 
I know <laughs> Game of Thrones is not a historical documentary. When I watch it tomorrow, I will not watch as, you know, let's just say uh, Tyrion gets eaten by a dragon. I don't know for a fact that that no. happens. I know. I'm going with something off no. the wall. But let's say Tyrion got eaten by a dragon. I won't sit back and feel like, wow, I can't believe however long ago. I mean, technically, it's not even it doesn't even pretend to be on our Earth. It's like its own planet with different geology and everything. But I digress. OK, let's let's get back into this because it's <laughs> game of thrones on the brain. <laughs> oh, oh I'm, I'm dying to watch it now. Let's I feel like I just broke free from how annoyed and mad I was about that last story. I broke free because of Game of Thrones. And now we're just going to jump right back into it. It's going to go right back to being pissed. Let's hate the world again. Yep. At church yep. summer camp, the girls were told if we were if we wore bathing suits, even one pieces with shorts and a t-shirt over, we deserve to be raped. I have heard that story in different versions all the time. And this isn't just Christian exclusive. And I know people seem to uh, um, okay, I'm going to say this extremely clearly because I think people think I have a, a view on this that I don't. Regarding the hijab and the burqa, so coming out of Christianity, 100% I think people should be allowed to wear whatever they want. But having come from Mormonism and seen what modesty shaming is like, I 100% think that no person with real inform with a real informed decision and no fear of consequences for taking it off wears the hijab and the burqa for good reasons. I think it is all modesty shaming bullshit. Uh, uh, I, 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 and that's, you know, just have to deal I'm with very, it. I'm very much against anything that reinforces the idea that you should be ashamed of any component of yourself because yeah. it will elicit actions towards you right if you are not right so when somebody says i cover myself to be modest because that is in the religious context virtuous and that's my choice sometimes i am concerned that the reason that you're doing that and the reason that you see it as virtuous is because you've received a message that you presenting yourself in any other way would imply something about you. And that implication right. means that you're deserving of either disrespect or flat out assault. And yeah. that's an issue to me. Like, I mean, you should be able to wear whatever you want, but you shouldn't, if you should be able to go into wearing what you want, not with the motivations that I'm wearing this, because if I don't, I will bring something upon myself. Right. that I may deserve. And I can't expect men to control themselves or I can't expect other people in general to control themselves. So how I present myself uh, it indicates how I deserve to be treated. And right. how you present yourself physically, your style, what you wear, what you choose to wear, how you choose to wear your hair, your face, your makeup, is in no way for anybody indicative of how they deserve to be treated. The two are absolutely. just as disparate as disparate as could be. Yeah. And if there's absolutely. something marrying them for you, you should analyze what is marrying them for you very, very deeply because it may be harming you without you even realizing it is. And 
for me, it's not like I definitely am not going to walk up to someone wearing the hijab and go, that is fucking disgusting. Or what are you doing? Because that that isn't that's a disgusting thing to do. I would be the shitty person in that situation, because what I see when I see a person wearing the hijab, it's the same thing I see when it's a a Mormon uh, deciding to. They like a pair of shorts and decide not to buy it because it comes to just above the knee instead of just below the knee. Uh, it mm-hmm. is it is these are bullshit modest where I, I don't feel anger toward either of them. These are very similar. I feel genuinely bad for them. And I feel uh, uh, and, and I have seen literally because there are people who are like a person in all of these countries, they are free to take it off. And that might be true that they have the literal freedom, but it's not freedom from social consequences. And I have seen what happens literally to like my sister-in-law, who when she left Mormonism, started wearing tank tops instead of t-shirts that covered all the way down and was getting called out for it. And people were talking about like how it just broadcasts something so different about her and how it's literal, like it is, when we are talking about slut shaming, we're not talking about is it potentially legal in some countries that are Islamic countries to take those things off? Possibly. Is it free of social consequence? Absolutely not. And you can read story after story after story of ex-Muslim women and the extreme consequences they received socially uh, for taking it off. There are yeah. places where it straight up is you will have actual legal ramifications, but uh, the, the extreme in- social... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's a slight lag. I was just going to say, even in ideal circumstances, so in a circumstance where, you know, you're in a country where you can absolutely take it off, and let's just say it's absolutely perfect and you don't have any social consequences. I don't think that's the case. But what it means is there's a component of you physically that's been overtly sexualized, external right. of you, and you're covering that up. You're you're constantly covering that up. Yeah. Is 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 acknowledgement that yes this part of me is a sexual part this part of me is not for my enjoyment this part of me isn't for me this part of me is sexualized and thus no one else gets to see it except for somebody that i choose to engage in sexualized behaviors with it belongs to them it no longer belongs to me and thus no one else can see it that's the part that i hold issue with because at that point you're essentially acknowledging the fact that that part of you belongs to someone else and right. only they get to see it. That's and to be clear, where I hold it to. And you're saying when that's the motivation, to be clear to anybody yeah. who, because I feel like every time I discuss any topic, if I don't make sure to head off the, the things where people are like, but what about such and such? We are not talking about people who, out of comfort, I love to wear sweatpants or like right now no pants uh but sweatpants and a baggy shirt and whatever else uh especially right now i'm i'm a little heavier so i like to let wear less form-fitting things uh uh and it's we're not talking about people who do things for comfort uh to some degree even even for presentation where you're saying i want to look a certain way it's literally like you were just saying when it's that concept of this isn't for me to do with what makes me comfortable, it's somehow for someone else and for others, and I must accommodate those people. Yeah. It's this part of me belongs to somebody else, and right. I need to respect their wishes for them to have it just for them. 
Right, right. And you're talking about, we're literally talking about certain cultures and people who can't handle seeing shoulders and then it becomes, (laughs) right, and then it becomes the shoulder presenter's uh, fault if something happens to them. That's absurd and total, complete nonsense. Absolutely, but I will defend their right to the death to wear I absolutely, absolutely will. I will defend their right to wear it, but I also of will course. defend anybody's right to criticize why. And and I, I will even defend their right to believe that they are satisfying God in some way by wearing it. Uh, again, I come from a religion that literally controls the underwear you wear. Like, right. I and I will defend their right to believe that that is correct. But then when we talk about it, I'm going to tell you all about why it's not because it is <laughs> because it is it is modesty shaming bullshit. Yeah. Um, all right. Here's the next one. My brother, deeply, re- deeply Mormon return missionary, has destroyed my little sister's self-esteem over her wearing tank tops and leggings. He calls her a slut and a whore because of what she wears. She's the victim of molestation, rape and blames herself. Molestation and rape and blames herself and struggles to accept and love herself and body because of a surgical scar on top of everything else. Also, she's allergic to the metal fastening on most jeans, so leggings are the best way to avoid nasty hives. He is callous and cruel to her, but puts on the disguise of being a concerned brother. My parents don't condone how harsh he gets, but repeat the same things to her. Wow. That poor child. Yeah, oh my it's... Goodness. And again, this is, go ahead. Sorry, you start. No, I was just, really all I was going to say is, and it's just tank tops and tights. Yeah. I am literally in a tank top and tights. Right now. Literally what I'm wearing at this very moment. And I have such empathy because A, nobody would tell me I can't. And B, I'd like to see them try. Right. I'm not a child who's receiving these messages from the people that are supposed to love and protect and lift her up. And that must be awful and almost insurmountable to deal with. Because the, con- the messages you're getting from people that love you are that you're less right. than. And right. you're already suffer you've already suffered trauma and they're not recognizing the impact of that trauma that you suffered and trying to help you through. They're adding to it instead. The concept of being a slut and a whore is a bullshit concept anyway. I, mm-hmm. uh, I I did it in this week's episode where I called myself a slut. And I was like, but I mean that in the good way. Because it is it is a bullshit. The, the whole idea from the, the onset of you are a slut and a whore for wearing clothes that you are comfortable in, that you are happy in. You're trying to work on some uh uh it sounds like some body dysmorphia in this case as well uh this and you're trying to love yourself and like yourself i don't care how many people or how often you have sex if you are doing so safely and consensually then all the blessings to you sky daddy loves you and blesses you that that's my joke of it i (laughs) me being sky daddy uh you are not a whore or a slut or whatever whatever these these stupid words that have these negative connotations behind them that you have total control and autonomy over your body. Therefore you suck. You're a shit person. 
Go ahead. Uh, you do not de- you do not depreciate in value because you are willing and enjoy expressing your sexual freedom. It right. does not depreciate you in value by any measure. And the fact that there's messages that have been constructed for ages that indicate to us, all of us, not just women, some men get this too. Right. People of uh, people of of all genders receive these messages that once you engage in a certain amount of sexual behavior, you know, you're spoiled, you're ruined. Like you're not, your, your value is gone as though you've only had so much liquid in a cup and now you've poured it all out and that cup is empty. That's not the case. Your value is not tied to that. Yeah. And don't let anybody tell you that it is. I assure you as well that this brother who is doing so in the name of love. I love my sister. I just hate her sinful, slutty ways. I promise you, I don't know this person. I don't even know the whole story. And yet I am certain that this arises out of his own sexual insecurities. And most likely he's hating himself every night because he thinks he can't, he thinks he's addicted to masturbation because of that stupid uh, yeah. religious be in a teaching. environment too. Yeah, Absolutely. I, he's probably I, lashing out. This comes from a place of, of his own, and that's such a common religious trope too. Like I will make myself feel better for all the ways I'm quote unquote failing when you actually aren't. It's just you've been sold a bullshit bill of goods. Uh, uh, in these places, you think you're failing, that you're not failing. So I will raise myself up by lowering those around me down. And unfortunately, in religion too, there is such a different dynamic of the way men and women's sexuality are treated. Again, we're only talking about those two categories because most of these religions only uh, accept those two uh, genders as even existing. So that's why we're limiting it here. But it is it, they have such a different view of it. And when when one of them slips up, it's like, Oof, well, we got to get you back on track. And the other one is well, it's like, well, you might have ruined your entire life. And who's going to want to love you now because you're a whore? That's not good. I know that might yeah. be radical for me to say, but I got to tell you, I think that's not good. <laughs> that's radical. Saying that that's yeah, not good. Radical, my dear Lord Jesus. <laughs> I, just, I just, I said that too. You made when, me blaspheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also just really think that consent is the most preferable way to begin sex, but you know, call me crazy. That's really uh, the only thing that matters. As long well, as it's consensual and everybody wants it. I'd say safe too. Like there's there's some degree of like you have to have that discussion about everybody is full of shit. Everyone. <laughs> I'm full of yeah. shit. Shannon's full of shit. And every single one of you watching right now is full of shit. We're all full of shit. And at some point, you you lie to somebody. And I'm not saying that like you might be a generally honest person, but we're humans and we're literally just fi- like physically and uh, uh, figuratively filled with shit. Um, <laughs> and so it's like it it's this. I understand that there is a discussion of like if you have sex with somebody and they knew they had an STD and they pass it along and didn't tell you that that obstructs the consent. And I mostly agree. I, I, I do. There are people who don't um, 
I shouldn't say mostly. It's not that I'm saying I, I somewhat disagree. I think it's also a completely separate discussion to be had, too, about STDs and these things that because there's a general attitude about STDs in general that are similar to virtue and purity. In other words, like I can be a sexually active individual who's had dozens or hundreds of sexual partners. And if I don't have an STD, I will still be looked at as more untainted as pure and pure as someone who's had five sexual partners and contracts herpes. So that's what I'm saying. I think there's a broader discussion to be had about the stigmas we have about these kinds of things and the way way people talk about them. Um, uh, it's a safety uh, concern, though, more so than a moral concern. I feel it's a moral yeah. concern if you knowingly have one and pass it on. Absolutely. If you don't have one. It's a safety concern. I'm speaking more to the morality of having sexual partners than yep. the potential risks. So yep. There's always potential risk. Pregnancy as well. Right. Pregnancy is a risk as well, from my perspective. Not so much from your. Well, still from yours. You could get somebody pregnant. So. Oh, I would say it's a big old risk and fear of mine. Let me tell you about. Let me tell you about the time that uh, uh, I. My ex-girlfriend and I broke up, and ten months later, she delivered a baby, and I wasn't really clear on. <laughs> when things oh, happen so it was like Jimmy. really trying to sit down and do the math and figure it out and everything and it was so like, he had an wait. abacus out he was like wait a minute <laughs> terrified okay. positively terrified um uh and, and so yeah no no, no i i 100 that's why jimmy's getting the old snip zip soon i was going to do it back in february things happen but uh, uh as soon as i have there's one more thing i want to get which is this camera that uh, is better for my audio stuff. And then I'm going to try and find a doctor that will actually let me film my vasectomy. That's uh, oh God. not not my job. Is there anything you won't film, Jimmy, or just your face, just to look on your face? <laughs> yeah, like, well, my thought process being, even if it's like from the side and you can see the gown and you can see his, arm, his or her or their arms going in, like the, uh, to tell you the truth, I don't know why. I know that this what? is probably, this is probably sexist oh in some way. But I probably will seek out a male urologist to do it. I don't know I don't why. Think necessarily just... sexist. I prefer having a female gynecologist. Okay. I don't think that that's yeah, necessarily yeah. sexist. I just didn't want to so, like. I didn't want anyone to think I was saying he because I assume doctors are better. he's in in this regard. I genuinely would prefer to have. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't think there's you're any difference. You're allowed to have a preference when it comes to somebody touching your sexual you're organs. Yeah. I think you're you're well, allowed to have that preference without judgment, as far as I'm concerned. So long as the reason that you have that pre preference isn't because you think uh, male doctors are smarter. It's because right. you're like he's going to be in an area that I would just prefer be a male seeing. That's okay. You're allowed to feel like that. You don't Which I don't even know why that. it is because I like all genders. As far as like if I if it's like a thing of like I just want to make sure it's not going to be somebody I'm also attracted to. That's I mean, frankly, I kind of <laughs> hope he's across the board. <laughs> I kind of hope he's hot. I kind of hope he's hot, and I kind of hope that he slips his cell phone number on his car. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't know, but there's a uh, but yeah, I am gonna like I am gonna film uh, uh, that because I want to like. I want to, other people have done this too, and I want to add to the, I as a person who am certain I don't want to have children think that it's kind of bullshit that for the most part, obviously condoms being the exception, but for the most part, I have relied on my partners who are capable of getting pregnant. I've relied on them to 
handle the birth control if we were trying to have sex without condoms. And so when I don't want to have kids, I think that's kind of bullshit. So uh, that's why I, I want to do that and kind of, I don't know, uh, assist in the like, it's not that big a deal. Get the old snip snip. Yeah, I don't know if I'll watch that video when you put it out, Jimmy. Again, <laughs> I know you too well. No <laughs> one's going to do see. it. I'd be like s- watching my brother get a vasectomy. I don't, I don't have it. There will I don't be a- have it in me. There will be a camera from the side. Everything will be extracted. That is what will no. go to YouTube. You will also see me holding a phone like this. That's what will go to Pornhub. It'll be two different oh videos. God. You can find <laughs> the one that you want to watch. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, the answer I, for me is either. <laughs> I don't want to watch either of your videos. <laughs> as as I'm very much in favor, though, as, as a, I, I hope, more and more options come out too, but very much in favor of sperm producers also being concerned with uh, birth control, um, and not just not just those who can become pregnant. Anyway, moving on to the next one. Once again, going from the silly to the let's just all hate everything again. Uh, actually, this would be a good moment to insert an ad break for the podcast. So. Uh, uh, if you're watching live, we will be back in just like five seconds. Uh, but otherwise, podcasters, this is what keeps the lights on here. So please, won't you just have a short listen? It's the first show. So I don't even know if there's going to be a single commercial, but I hope there's at least one. <laughs> oh, my BRB button isn't working. I have a BRB button. Uh, all right. Well, screw it. I'll just figure it all out there. Um, so now we're... Fix it! Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Let's <laughs> no, we got to reset like we actually went anywhere. And we yeah. are back. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome All right. Back. Moving to the next story. <laughs> Again, going from a cheerful. I just feel like. I know. This is an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it has been. I, it's, it's another yeah. one that I feel in my face. Like, I don't yeah. know if, yeah, it's in my face. I can feel all of the emotions I've experienced so far. Uh, my adoptive mother said I had to forgive her biological son for raping me. Okay, full stop. No, you fucking don't. And this is some bullshit. I don't, we'll read the rest of the story. Jimmy is really upset right now. And this is one of the things that pisses me off more than anything. And it's, it's broad, but definitely bring in rape and I'm even more pissed off. You don't ever have to forgive anybody for fucking anything. Maybe it is nice to sometimes and I I genuinely forgive people all the time, but you are never obligated to forgive or forget a goddamn thing. And the thing that really pisses me off about religion is this biological brother or or biological son. uh, So it sounds like her her adopted brother. brother. That adopted brother who... Um, uh, may not be able to get forgiveness from the sister is not owed that. But what's worse is he may still feel absolution because he might go to some fucking church where some dude in a robe is going to look at him and say, hey, listen, that terrible thing you did. The good news is God's decide to let it go and that they can find forgiveness for things they did from people other than the person they fucked over. You never, ever are required to forgive anyone for literally anything. Again, 
I believe in forgiveness. I have forgiven many people. Many people have forgiven me, thank goodness, because otherwise no one would like me based on the kind of piece of shit I used to be. But this is absolute, like I didn't even finish the sentence from this story, the concept of you have to forgive someone because that's Christ-like, or the concept of someone can go and get forgiveness without your consent when you are who they fucked over, that is something that pisses me off so fucking... I didn't even get through... It's not even half. It was like the first third of the first sentence. Okay. Do you want to add a note before I read the rest of this, or do you want me to pull in the full thing? Yeah, you covered a lot there. Like the only thing that I would say is J- Jimmy's right. You don't have to forgive anybody. What you what you should do is find a way to be okay and move on. Yeah. But if that doesn't mean that you should not forgive people, right. but but you are certainly not obligated to. Absolutely not. Absolutely right. Absolutely. not. Don't let anybody else. Because people yeah. will give you that bullshit trope that you'd feel so much better if you just. But no, you won't necessarily. They don't know that. They don't know where you're sitting. They don't know right. what the person made you feel. They don't know what mental state you're currently in. So don't let anybody guilt you into forgiving somebody that you're not ready to forgive, maybe ever. Right. It's not up to them. You own that. Nobody else owns that. And nobody else has the right to tell you when you should or shouldn't forgive fucking anybody at all. It's not Absolutely. up to them. That belongs to you. Absolutely. And it's, let's just read the whole story. Cause I, I was just going to go, no, I am going to, it comes from the same, like, <laughs> you know, that concept of like, don't snitch that, that that's yeah. somehow virtuous that you should never snitch. You know, who likes that, that rule people who should be snitched on like that is yep. the people who are avoiding going to jail for breaking the law. You know, who loves the idea that you should forgive and forget people who want to hurt you more than once. That's yeah. the, the concept of, especially that second part, forgive and forget, utter and complete bullshit. Then now I'm remembering Arrested Development where they're like, we, we forget, but we never forgive. They have the, the it opposite. Also opens up the, sorry, it also opens up the door for that person who did the transgression against you to flip the tables because that's such a, that's right. such a, a known trope to say, I mean, I've apologized. Right. I've right. apologized. Like this person didn't accept my apology. So essentially it's on them at this point. What else can I do? It's their fault, their problem. They're the one with the problem now. And then then they can absolve themselves of accountability with an apology. And then they'll even bring up things like how upset they are that this person won't forgive them and how it's stressing them and hurting them. Like, man, I I am very... I try not to yell too much in this because I also acknowledge that there are going to be people who like with PTSD and such that that can be a trigger for. So I'm sorry if I got too rage there. But seriously, that is that is a trigger for me. The concept of you need to apologize. You need to forgive somebody. Fucking bullshit. Okay, let's actually read this whole thing. My adopted mother said I had to forgive her biological son for raping me and ask God to save and forgive me publicly in front of the church congregation. After that, I was hit. After that, I was hit on by older men of the church. And when I complained to my adoptive mother and the pastor, the pastor's exact words were, "Maybe you should have, maybe you should have asked God to have keep, have to have keep you pure." Okay, let me correct the the grammar here. I think it's the pastor's exact words were, "Maybe you should have asked God to keep you pure." Uh, my adoptive mother said, it's your fault. You are a slut and you flaunt your body to everyone. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm once so again, sorry. it's not your fault. It's just not your fault. Utter and complete victim shaming, and that you have to take Publicly. on. Right, right, and yeah, exactly. I forced her to share a story. She was not. A couple things. I'm going to go off for a bit here. So you just be get comfortable for a second, Jimmy. Because I'm, right. I'm just supposed go to on. I, I don't know if I added this part. Just so you know the full context. Yeah. She was 12. Fuck! Sorry. Oh, Christ, I'm so sorry. <sighs> okay. The I'm floor okay. is yours. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm okay. There's so many things wrong with the story. First, I'm really sorry that this happened to you. And I can't tell you how much I hope that you're currently okay and found a way to move past this you are the most important part of this and i'm sorry if me giving commentary on this affects you in any way uh, but i feel compelled to in case there's somebody else who's in your situation or it may benefit you to hear me commiserate and and validate that a it's not your fault b you should never have been put in that situation just her pressuring you to apologize i feel that we've already covered but one more thing i would like to say about that is just because somebody is apologized doesn't mean that they are deserving. You can say the words and not show the actions. They're two very different things. And one is just as important, if not more important than the other. The second thing that I hold issue with, and maybe even more, I don't know, there's so much wrong with this that it's hard to figure out which is pissing me off the most, was the fact that you were forced into a situation where you had to stand in front of people and share a personal story that even if you were sharing it, to shame the other person that was deserving of shame is not a position that you should have been put in. You were put on public display with your vulnerabilities and that was against your will. And I am sorry, that was no way to do anything but make you feel worse and push you further into shame that you didn't deserve to feel to begin with. So please, I hope you can find a way to not carry that with yourself because that again was not your fault. And after being put into a situation where you felt as though you did everything that they wanted you to do right. in order to lift that shame, you acquiesced to their requests. You did the things, you followed the steps that the people you trusted told you you would have to follow to feel better and get absolution that you didn't even need to get because it wasn't your fault to begin with. The fact that they continued to harass you and make it feel like it was your fault is disgusting to me. And I don't know if I have any words that are strong enough to explain how angry I am on your behalf. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. This also gets to those points of like when people are like, well, you know, she she didn't have to do that. She chose to uh, publicly apologize. Or what. No, she's 12. She didn't she decide to do that. By the right. adults in her life. She and felt obligated to. You have to get absolution. You have to repent. This is what you need to do. And the consequences of not doing so when these are the people who raised you because you are literally punished in a family by your parents for quote unquote sinning also. It's not it, this whole idea of like God will judge you when you die is not the case. This is not a person who had the commodity of choice period in any of this from the beginning. Didn't apparently, I mean, didn't have the commodity of choice from the interaction with the brother who raped her. And yet it's her sin that they are focusing on utter and complete absurd bullshit. Complete disregard for your humanity. Yeah. I am so sorry. And, and, and so, 
Go ahead. And church just adds to it. Like it, you have people that are choosing, choosing, because it's a choice. They chose to put this shame on you. And on top of that, to have the mental pressure of being indoctrinated into a faith that says, essentially, not only do you feel like this, but you don't even have the right to feel like this because this is your fault. So you need to learn to feel differently and then say you're sorry for feeling the way that you feel. Otherwise, your eternity is at risk. Public your shaming, eternity is at risk. Public shaming and, and repentance is all, already in and of it itself. I cannot think of a way that could prevent itself from being abusive. That just straight up is full on unapologetic abuse. Again, under the under the guise of this is love. We love you. We just hate your sin. And we hate that you did all of these sins, which now means you deserve to be treated this way and to be hit on by people you don't want to be hit on by. It's at 12 at 12. Okay. Asking why guys could sleep around without being considered used up. Let's uh, I want to I want to try and nail at least like say like 10 more of these. So let's let's uh, do our best because obviously these are. 10 more. Oh, gosh. Let's try. I'll, and, I'll try to be less verbose. I'm just getting really yeah. pissed off. I'm sorry. I have a lot I am to say too. when I get angry. I and I want to make I, sure that people understand that I take what they said seriously because it yeah. deserves to be recognized. It does. Okay, I, I, I want to get as many stories out before we switch over to, well, because obviously we'll do super chats <laughs> as we always do and then uh, go for the night uh, because we don't have all night to do this. So I want to get as many more of these stories in because I think the stories are the most important part of this. Um, asking why guys could sleep around without being considered used up, receiving this super famous and oh no, and drop dead. This is so rage inducing. This is something I've heard a bunch too. Uh, a key that opens every door is a good key, but a door that opens every lock is a bad lock. Or sorry, I, I just went away. So the way it's, because the phrasing in here is, um, but a door that opens to every key is a bad door. Can't believe I used to think that this shit made sense. So the version I heard of it that I was mixing in there, it's that a key that can open any lock is a master key. A lock that can be opened by any key is a broken lock. And I have heard that exact, literally people bragging about that. I had a person I used to work with at Sprint years ago who would talk about like, the only thing he cares about is that he gets his nut. If they get some satisfaction along the way, that's okay. That he only wants to be with people like he prefers, even though he had said he had been with hundreds of women, which, you know, there's some doubt there, but uh, that he had been with hundreds of women, but he prefers uh, to sleep with only virgins because of this thing. The He's a master key. He doesn't want a broken lock. Fucking yeah. asshole. You're an asshole. Yep. Stop being an asshole. Welcome to our new show, Stop Being an Asshole. We'll just change the name. Yeah. Modern day, Absol Stop Being an Asshole. <laughs> Raised in a strict Catholic family, my mom didn't want me to go to my college of choice despite getting a nearly full-ride scholarship because the health center gives out free condoms. She told me that oh was a sign, yeah, a sign that the atmosphere of the school was morally decrepit and filled with people who would swear my soul away. I went there anyway. Jokes on her. Not exact. Not exactly traditional slut shaming. No, it actually is. But it comes from the same values. No, I 100% I think that's slut shaming. And, and one thing I saw in my own family that is the result of 
my, advice my dad gave that is now why he has unplanned grandchildren was you should never buy condoms because you'll be tempted to use them. Well, my brother, my brother decided to have sex anyway, was still tempted to use one, but didn't actually have one to use. And now I have wonderful nieces and nephews, but unplanned. I guess just the niece. I think the nephews were planned. Anyway, um, <laughs> anything on that one? Uh, I think it's ridiculous. What that indicates about the school is that they want to make sure that their students stay safe and that they don't right. have to worry about any unplanned pregnancies that are going to derail their studies. By the way, that's all easy, that says to me. easy. If you are truly quote unquote pro-life or anti-abortion, the number one thing <laughs> you should advocate for is free and easy access to birth control of all, all, of all and kinds. Yet the, and yet the same people are completely against birth control. I know. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yep. Like, what's your logic? Well, because God wants that life to happen. The, well, uh, then he shouldn't have made. He shouldn't have taught us how to make condoms. Then. <laughs> I, <laughs> All they, I'm saying. <laughs> I think there is some genuine enjoyment in shaming people and hurting people and telling them to do something against their nature and to make them not. The, the, I think they enjoy telling people not to fuck because they know that that's a very difficult uh, thing to do for Maybe people who want to. Are repressed. Yeah, I, for some of us, it's extremely hard. And go ahead and get your shot glasses <laughs> regular. But if you have an extremely high libido, you are not going... <laughs> drink! <laughs> everybody drank. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother finishing the sentence. You know what? Let's kill a few people. High libido, high libido, high libido, high libido, high libido, high libido, high libido. <laughs> and now some of you are dead. Okay. Don't really drink that much. That was a joke. Uh, yeah, please don't die. <laughs> yeah. When we don't have good liability insurance. I have pretty good. But you're not, if, only if you're in the studio. If you're in my studio, I have pretty good insurance, but you're not, so. When I was 19, my grandparents found sexting in their computer history. Oh, man. We had a few stories of my parents finding strange things in the history. Um, I always knew how to use incognito browsers and like hidden browsers and stuff. And then I knew how to hid like where I was sending my porn torrents. But uh, anyway, they sat me down for one and a half hours with four copies of my sexual conversation with boyfriend and told me he stole my soul and that I needed to repent. Eight years later, I can't get over my Mormon grandparents reading about me masturbating and orgasming at their computer. That is not funny. I am laughing because I am so uncomfortable. Oh my. Because I am imagining yeah. myself in that exact same situation with my grandparents reading to me. Let me tell you, when I am in a thing with somebody, a relationship or a fling, I thoroughly enjoy extremely graphic sexting. And not to brag, but I've described I have something of a talent for it. It turns out I am no, I am no more eloquent than when I am describing the many ways in which I might penetrate a person. And so I can only imagine my grandparents. And it's hard to decide which grandparents because I had like I have two very British grandparents, one with kind of like a very posh, uh, almost London accent, but it's more Manchester. And then the other, like a military Blackpool dude. Um, and then the other grandparents would have been an uber New Yorker and a, and a good old girl from North Carolina. Like, 
neither of those would have been ideal. Uh, uh, just sort of the, just to hear my grand. There is no I'm, ideal grandparent reading, reading your sexting stories. There is no, there is. I don't know, like. Unilaterally. I, I feel <laughs> like you could have. I feel like as an adult, if I had a secular <laughs> father or a grandfather, I could enjoy no. story swapping with that individual because I don't I'm not one of those people who's grossed out by the idea of my parents having sex. Like, I don't think about it and I'm not excited by it, but it's like sex is sex. And of course they had to. That's what made me happen. Um, uh, and so I could see myself as a guy. It'd be more difficult with my mother or grandmother some of it would be. I say things that make my mother very uncomfortable un by accident all the time. Uh, uh, but with my dad, I feel like I could I could swap stories of of being like, yeah. And then, of course, what? he'd only he'd only want to hear about the straight ones, though. So the ones with, I could never. Yeah, Ooh, I could. Not in a million years. I, no, I, nope. I'm, I there are like no anyone. <laughs> Anyone who's seen my channel knows how exceptionally open I am a person, though. Like, I'm mm. super, super duper sex positive to the point of being like, okay, we get it, Jimmy. Libido, we have heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, do you have a high libido? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, um, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> the best way, uh, the best way I think I ever described it was in a video where I said, like, uh, I think I was saying if you need to do this, but then later I clarified I was talking about myself. As a teenager, I I masturbated at every break I could just to avoid being a creepy person because it would be so on the brain. And so it was literally just a like, okay, I can't seem to concentrate on stuff. Go, you know, go to the bedroom, go to the shower, go to the quiet place and take care of this. Really? Yeah. Oh my gracious. Then this then there's wow. this amazing story about the first time I experienced truly catastrophic blue balls that I will tell another time. <laughs> Not for today. I it is it is such a clear memory in my brain because it is it was horrendously painful. Okay. Let's get back to some of these stories and that seems in poor taste as far as the <laughs> subject change but We'll just we're, we're, we'll just jump back into these, and then uh, uh, here at eight thirty of my time, we will switch to uh, super chats and then say goodbye. When I was in eighth grade, a very Mormon teacher of mine told me that the shorts I was wearing were too short and proceeded to give me a pamphlet thing for the LDS church. She told me two things, that a girl showing off any part of her legs is sinful. She deserves to be assaulted. Two, I was too fat for any boy at that school to even remotely be attracted to my legs. And if anything, I should be covering up to hide my gluttony. Anyway, today I'm a fat lesbian, no regrets. I love the way you ended it. The beginning of yeah. that is just devastating to read. And again, religion makes good people do and say shit things. Yep. I, and it gives bad people justification to continue being shitty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know for a fact like that that you. teacher... I want to think that teachers go into teaching because they are good people who care about people and education and stuff. And so I lean toward probably a good person taught terrible things and probably went home feeling so great about uh, uh, themselves. No, herself. She did. She did give the pronoun uh, feeling so good about herself for having corrected 
this poor, young, fat slut's way. Fuck you. Fuck you and your fucking... Um, and you're writing a pamphlet. Fuck yeah, you fuck you writing your, your pamphlet. pamphlet. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to leave <laughs> that hanging. I didn't realize I... <laughs> yeah, that's not... That wasn't ideal. I'll finish language. your sentence Fuck you and your fucking pamphlet. You know what? That is going to be my new go-to with that. Fuck you and your fucking pamphlet. When I was 15, I was You're molested. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. It, I, I, because I, I realize that's a phrase I probably do use, and that's not a great phrase to use. So to have something like in a pamphlet. Uh, I think I usually say right in your face, which, yeah, not good. Uh, when I was 15, I was molested by a friend of my mom's for about two months straight. No one would listen to me when I asked for help. A Christian friend of mine offered to bring me to her church where they would help me. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah, I hate that. that probably went no. well. Police, therapists, and counselors. Those are the people that you should take people who are victims to, not fucking church. I agreed, albeit reluctantly. When I confided in some of, my, of the female staff, they basically told me that I didn't dress modestly enough and that you can only expect so much from a man. Bullshit. I was told that my clothes and lack of faith tempted him, and in the end, I corrupted him. And if I wanted to avoid future assault, I should learn to cover up and turn to Christ. No, that dude should be in prison for assaulting a minor and for assaulting a person. Fuck that. Yeah, and men can control themselves, believe it or not. There are men out there who are capable of being attracted to someone and not raping or assaulting them. Lots and lots and lots of them. Most of them, in fact. Yeah. I most of them. I, what's the not weird way to say this? I would be shocked to find out that most people have a higher have that anyone has a higher libido than me and I can control myself because you know what? You can always figure out a way to go jerk off. You can, <laughs> you can find relief. <laughs> You can always, always a way to you can always figure out a way to go jerk off. But the but instead of like it's like a shirt and it says that, but the middle part over your stomach is actually made of like t towel material instead of instead yeah. of shirt. Or there's just a perfect. sock. Yeah. It has a sock attached to it. I the concept of men can't control themselves is a concept that is it's like a person who's purposefully bad at helping you find a gift because they don't want to help. It is perpetuated by the people who don't want to control themselves and who want to scapegoat and, and blame their shitty actions on someone else. They absolutely can't control themselves. My parents are, are LDS and have a huge libido difference. It has caused an extremely toxic relationship with comments like, you should have been a nun, thrown around behind closed doors, kind of a strange reversal slut-shaming that is not mentioned ever. That's true. Uh, uh, that the way asexual people or people with not much of a sex drive are shamed for not being sexual enough. But again, it's, it's almost not reverse slut-shaming because of what Shannon was talking about before. This concept that it is not for you and your satisfaction, it's for someone else, which is what slut-shaming in general is based on. Uh, and and then you owe that person sexual right. satisfaction. Right. That's and something I'm, that you owe them and you don't owe anybody this, that. This too is, uh, I still have to make the video, but the video is going to be called something like Jimmy thinks you should have sex before marriage or something like that. This is, this is what 
one of the things that you need to find out because there are people who don't find out what their libido is until they have sex mm -hmm. and until they realize that it's either as amazing as they hoped or not at all. For me, it was kind of both. Like, yeah, well, it can be. And it's yeah. very important to, I, in order to know that you have that is such a huge component of a relationship too. Yeah. finding out whether or not you have that compatibility on a multitude of levels. Right. It's right. really important. Like you wouldn't marry somebody you didn't find out everything else about, I would think. Yeah. But, but you were compatible on any other levels. Why would you not find out that you were compatible on that level? What and yeah. what is the importance of shaving it? Like, why does the piece of paper make a difference? I just I can't wrap my head around it. I don't yeah. understand what changes that day. Except for the fact that now you're tied together and it's much more difficult to become untangled and you've agreed to something and you have no idea what the one of the most important components of your relationship is going to look like going forward until you're already entangled in a, in a way to, that's very difficult to intertwine or to detwine. I'm seeing that it's no surprise here, but I am seeing that we're having a very high number of people getting uh, timeouts and messages deleted and things of that nature. Uh, you oh, know, I'm people... Looking. You could um, just sit and enjoy the show. Uh, let's see. We got, we'll do another one last here and then switch over to the super chat uh, replies. Okay. My family literally stopped talking to me for six months for getting a tattoo on my upper thigh. I was 19 and it is a quote in my mother's handwriting. I'm not the first person to get tattoos, just the first to be shamed for it. My father has repeatedly told me at least the only man who will ever see it is someone who is fucking you. <clears throat> I don't, this is like such a personal thing to say. And so I feel, I don't know if I should say it, but I'm just going to go ahead and do, your family kind of sucks, but you know, yeah. As someone who They're comes from not an amazing family, I can tell you, it gets better. I have three, and by the way, I have three tattoos, and I love all of them, and anybody who wants to can see them, and it doesn't say anything about me other than the fact that I like getting tattoos. Yeah. I am, art. And I'll probably film it also, but I will, I will, maybe in the coming year, I don't know exactly what. I've been thinking about it for almost a decade now, but uh, I have some scars on my shoulder from when I used to do drugs and self-harm, and I'd like to get that covered with a tattoo, so I'm probably gonna get my first tattoo uh, soonish. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. It's gonna be related to cards and like magic tricks and stuff. Funny enough, I have the letter A on my arm, just not as a tattoo. That referring to that old self-harm stuff I used to do. So really? we'll, we'll be twinsies. Yeah, I used to, so I never That's did. That's what um, I want my next one to be. For some reason, when I'd get all like high and depressed, uh, which is such a weird combo, I I wouldn't just do like lines. I would do shapes. And so I have some on my shoulders. I have some on my chest, uh, uh, both shoulders and some on my chest. This shoulder, I didn't finish because I'm right-handed, and so I tried to do like the Deathly Hollows, and I did the triangle and the line, but it's really hard to cut a circle into yourself. Don't self-harm. Oh, yeah. It's bullshit, and you unfortunately may have to live with it forever, because seriously, these are over a decade old, and they still look, I still like, when I go to medical appointments and stuff, get asked about it as though they are actively worried, even though I haven't done anything like that in 10 years. Uh, wow. 
Yeah, they stick around. Uh, also, I'm sorry, guy. I tried to put a big number seven because I was going to do a seven of clubs on my chest. I'm not meaning to like talk about self harm in a way that's funny, but this is kind of funny. I did it in the mirror, so I accidentally I mean, no. put it on. It's it's. I have a backward seven on my on my chest. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. You know, this is how people like me cope with things from our past. You got to find things to, to, I, I definitely use humor You're as allowed. a coping mechanism. Yeah. Um, all right. So that is going to end it for the, uh, for actual reading these actual stories. Um, we will, uh, what we'll do now is now I know a lot of people leave at this point. The super chats often lead to like the, the super chats are my favorite part. First of all, one, because, uh, well, okay. The money part's nice too, but one, because, um, so often these are emotional roller coaster episodes and usually the super chats have nice things that cheer me up. Uh, but two, uh, uh, a lot of times the conversations that follow from the super chats are pretty awesome. So, you know, I know some people leave now, some of the, some of the super chats will just be like, Hey, thanks. But oftentimes the, uh, the conversations that stem from it, uh, are pretty fun. So, so maybe stick around. And Shannon's just like, actually, I'm going to leave. Yeah, it's been fun anyway. <laughs> I actually Bye. love hearing the super I, I adore it. Uh, Chicken Little says, I just realized I can actually send one before the video even starts. Keep it up, son. You're doing the Lord's work. Wait, there's so much <laughs> about that that's strange. And he said, keep it up, son. If Dad? <laughs> Mom? Is this? Is oh, that's awesome. Is that... <laughs> That'd be amazing. It'd be amazing to find out that like my dad had been questioning his faith and goes like through the CES later and becomes an atheist, but he comes out to me in a super chat on my <laughs> channel. I don't oh, think, yeah. it, I don't think it could happen with my mom, but my dad, this is something I've talked about a bunch. My dad is oddly super skeptical. He is a very skeptical person, but he almost makes the choice to turn it off regarding his religion. But the rest of the world and the way the rest of the stuff goes, very skeptical guy. And so it's, yeah, it's just odd. Anyway, God of Death 777, thanks for the frequent videos. You are welcome. Thank you for consuming the videos frequently. Uh, Caster Robinson, thank you. Uh, the, sh the Shut Upper, been watching for three months. Rock on. Thank you. Vandy says, Shannon for best hair. Your hair does look amazing tonight. I mean, it always does, but it's got just such a pleasant shine and uh, it looks really good on that purple sparkly backdrop, which is actually behind you. <laughs> For real. This is what my house looks like. This is what my house looks like. Guys. Just Every purple wall. sparkles everywhere. Every... All of it. Every wall. I don't even have any furniture. It's just purple sparkles everywhere. <laughs> it's actually a tank. I live in a tank of purple sparkles. That's perfect. That would be the tackiest and yet most wonderful home. That's amazing. Nameless salutation. Love you. Important topic. Sorry, a little broke right now, but keep doing user. Listen, I never, ever uh, uh, expect anybody to super chat. It's always a pleasant surprise when people do. And and you, I, anyone who supports in any way they can, I super duper appreciate it. Uh, uh, just never apologize for. And I mean, you, you also gave like $20. So I don't, you definitely don't, you don't have to apologize for a thing. Um, uh, Sloth Girl slowly votes Team Jimmy for best hair. Uh-oh. Here we oh go. Oh, my God. Yep. yep. I don't even know. Some people, I swear, like, I mean, look. I wish, 
I wish we I wish we could do like I don't think you can super chat less than a dollar. Otherwise, I'd be like, all right, super chat one cent if you vote for <laughs> my hair, two cents for Shannon. But uh, I kind of no... want to throw up a Twitter poll right now. <laughs> but you know who would win that one? Like, and it also depend on the, platform. the winner. The right winner's winner. gonna be whoever who owns the plat. Like if I posted it out on Twitter, I'd probably win. If I posted so it on my community tab, I definitely would win. Mm. You'd win on your community tab because a bunch yeah, of people sure. wouldn't even have seen how amazing my hair is. I could put a I could put a photo with the poll. Um, <laughs> I uh, tomorrow we'll we'll be back to the rant bun though. I like my hair because it does so many things. I like to put it all to one side <laughs> You've sometimes. Got so many loves. You have so many looks, Jimmy. I'm a fan of this. And this is my this is my seducing look. This is my let me see if I can do it because it usually requires oh, the camera to be a little bit. Please large. let me see it. That's my <laughs> Is that you seducing? I, I don't I'm so seduced. <laughs> it's like cute and devious. It's difficult to sit in my chair. Wow. It's better if the camera's a little higher. It's definitely better if the camera's a little higher and if the light's a little brighter because it it my eyes are like crazy blue. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I'm just going to do that. Can you read the super chats while I just sit like this for the rest of the show? <laughs> just seducing the audience with, with your super <laughs> I feel like what all, is the, happening? all the live chat's going to be like, the entire live chat's going to be like, who has who that worked on? That's the seductive <laughs> look? Yikes. Uh, Brittany DeCourt, DeCorte, DeCourt, uh, congrats, Jimmy. You got my first super chat. Been watching you for a few months. Love everything you do. Thanks for tonight's topic. Pan Pride. Absolutely, Pan Pride. And thank you, Brittany. I'm honored to be your first super chat. Unlucky Pox. Grew up in a cult, but had similar experiences. You and me both. I very much stand by. And Telltale and I will be doing part three of that series. I very much stand by. Uh, we'll record it probably this week. Um, I very much stand by that Mormonism is a cult. Um, nameless salutation. Please don't discount the effect this has on men. I beg you. I felt super bad about it. Then slept around because what does it matter? I was going to hell because I was raped as a child by a man. Um, I can tell you uh, I 100% agree. You and I have similar situations and I also um, reacted to my background with shall we call it promiscuity and felt terrible about it and I would often like almost break down crying because I'd be like breaking the sacrament with the same hands that just 12 hours ago was fingering my significant other I mean there was there yeah I, I feel for you very much so um, yeah they're definitely the slut shaming has no gender obviously though as far as um, there does seem to be more common and systemic slut shaming in certain directions, but absolutely it happens across the board. Uh, Neil, the 604 atheist, you're buying me a beer at Faithless Forum, pal. I wish I could be there. I just can't. My health, it, it, it won't abide it right now, but hopefully the next one. Uh, Jordan Crass, gods like the mafia, but they threaten your afterlife in it. That right Tony God will push this guy someday after death. LOL. Love you, fat Jesus. I think I'm you're from like... Shirt. You are. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and because of that exact moment, I'm looking forward to the comments that will also be slut shaming. They will come. Oh, God. For don't sure. do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Wellington Smith, Jimmy Voice, the seductive devil girl is a destructive trope. We must discard it. It shames women's sexuality and it is harmful. Stop it. Yeah, seriously, like whoever you are and whatever your sexuality is, I hope you can embrace it and enjoy it and love it, regardless of if you are totally asexual to a pansexual with a high libido and a YouTube channel. (laughs) I can meet a lot of people now, is all I'm saying. I haven't, but I can. It's like, it's kind of like, it it is a dream come true for a pansexual with a high libido. However, it's a nightmare for a pansexual with a high libido with crippling social anxiety. So there's that. Jordan Crass, Jimmy, go buy those shorts. Keep on keeping on, dude. I like a nice, I like a, I like a short like with, um, uh, uh, like the, you know, that material they put in like different kinds of like workout pants and shorts because the material feels nice when rubbed against. Moving Dylan Fuller, a light story. I told my aunt about, I'm surprised you didn't laugh at that at all. You're always, what, me? Yeah. I'm just, I'm fine. I'm good. I was, I was, you just stopped abruptly and then because you moved on. I didn't want to step on it. You said rubs I, against my hand and then I'm going to go. That's into what the, I, so? That was, that was like meant to be the joke. I was relying on your laugh track because you're usually reliable. Basically, I, I'm saying I enjoy <laughs> shorts that if I fall forward in my bed, they feel kind of nice to dry hump against. Anyway. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you for elaborating. Now, now we all know. A light okay, story. No, I told my aunt about being demisexual. I played a video, a vid by Sexplanations. Check it out to explain. At the end, she said, "That's me too." Very cool. I um, I can't like, I'm not demisexual. I I I will tell you that there are people who the words they say will eliminate my ability to be sexually attracted to them, uh, and so it's almost like. I I need to have conversations with people before I sleep with them because if I don't I would accidentally end up with I'm sure a ton of bigots. I it does it, I can just be attracted to anybody it seems like. So I'm not demisexual in that I don't need to first have that connection. I have like something else where it's I definitely can be totally turned off by a shitty person. But I but I don't need to first confirm a person is good if that makes sense so you'd still be super you'd still be sexually attracted to them without knowing what their personality type necessarily right. is right but you My, would go you would go you have a fail safe of doing that anyway to make sure because you don't want to regret yeah. being with somebody who you find out later is a reprehensible human person my so attraction comes from that regret. my attraction comes right away uh, uh, like, and, but it can go away because somebody's a monster. Whereas I yes. think for demisexual people, their attraction doesn't come until they've met the person, gotten the, learned the person, gotten their personality and, and become attracted to more than just the initial presentation. I'm similar. I'm sapiosexual. So similar concept. So just not remotely attracted to me. I get it. Okay. Sabiosexual uh, <laughs> are people who are attracted to intelligence. Um, yeah. Uh, Dylan Fuller. Oh, that we just did that one. Aussie atheist. 
I'm watching this whilst on the toilet, Jimmy, so I'm no longer full of shit. Well, here's actually a fun thing about, and you're going to get to see this when I do my studio tour. Oh, God. I am also doing this from the toilet. So You are not. I'm just kidding. Do you have a toilet? <laughs> I need to now go I get put a toilet yeah. over there just to say that you're not on one. I feel like I now have to go and just like get a prop toilet for when I, I do wanna... make the video and put it in front of my desk. That would be hilarious. Um, Mr. Atheist on a road trip through Utah to get some rescue pups to forever homes. Best way to spend my weekend. I so adore you for doing that. That's amazing. Smoothie. My absolutely Jesus crazy aunt actually tried to take me to a conversion camp uh, when she found out I was gay. Luckily, my other family members stopped her before she could take me. Conversion therapy, I think, will go down as some of the worst. Humans have really treated each other like shit, but there are some things that stick out over the centuries. And I think from our current uh, time period that conversion therapy will be on that list of holy shit how could people treat other people that way especially as we go back and we look at western civilization and progressive cultures that somehow still had this absurd shit what do you think I got distracted because somebody started a twitter poll on who had best hair but I agree with you I've actually been contemplating doing a uh a video actually on deconversion therapy there's a lot of ridiculous from a psycho this is more in my wheelhouse because psychology is my thing so there's a lot of tropes and uh, misconceptions that are put forth about the lgbtq community and and their relation to uh the psychology community because so many so many orientations on that spectrum were previously in the dsm i actually did a video on the entire history of, of uh, homosexuality in the dsm if you wanted to, ch to check it out and deconversion therapy is is was kind of sprung forth by that by the view of sexual orientation being a form of mental health pathology which right. it just objectively is not and we know yeah. that for a fact now which is why it's not practiced by anybody in the secular community worth anything worth a damn at all right it's simply kind of segregated to religious congregations but they use psychological terminology in order to make it seem as though it has some sort of efficacy and it absolutely does not it's quite the contrary it's mentally abusive and emotionally suppressive and it causes more issues and solves none the so hard part I'm is it's, it's so wrapped up in religion and it, that it's it's been given such a pass. And my feelings about conversion therapy is that there is a tremendous number of people who literally should be in prison for it, yeah, for, it for perpetuating it, for being counselors of that. It's yeah, it, it is not just that it's like, here's where religion was just kind of like, oh, man, we were really wrong about that. Like huge fines and you know who needs to be fined right at the very beginning is the goddamn mormon church who was behind a lot of the propaganda therapy and laws surrounding that um a tremendous a, a tremendous example of humans abusing humans yeah. uh the shadowed snow my religious school sex ed in sixth grade was don't have sex yeah mine was too and it was also that if you and your partner don't have aids if you put it in the butt you can create aids 
Oh, you just manifest days like that? That was what we were taught in, in Florida. Zero one two two one three three. Jimmy, it's not nice to murder your fans. Well, that's only if morality is objective. I'm kidding. That's Bellborn. I'm right. calling out. Okay, I don't know what this is. Uh, but uh, they said I'm calling out VK Jahanam. I don't know who that is for blatantly promoting encouraging self harm by cutting in the videos. I urge all to flag his videos in my playlist. Uh, so you're using your super chatting. I imagine you're just going to random streams to get people to your stuff. Whatever. If people want to go research that, go research that. But I have no idea what you're on about. I don't know who that individual is. So maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But it doesn't seem like I like when people stick to the topic at hand and not try come into live chats to try and mobilize people to something else. Uh, if if that is something that is as blatantly horrendous as you are suggesting, I would suggest sending that sending the media related to that and with timestamps and stuff over to my Reddit, because if that's an actual thing happening, obviously I would do a video on that. Um, Shannon, I'm Minnesota in, I'm Minnesotan. Uh, so I'm going to steal your snowmobile and your heart. And that is from Brutus Magnuson. <laughs> I'm Nova Scotia and I don't mm -hmm. have a snowmobile. Unfortunately, wish it did. I've left the shit out of a snowmobile. Bring me a snowmobile. <laughs> We're starting a snowmobile. Go you can't find have me. my heart. My heart belongs to Apologia. Sorry. <laughs> it's taken. It's, it's Mine, too. Mine too. <laughs> Whose who's heart doesn't belong to Apologia, really? He's a dreamboat. <laughs> uh, Maya, thank you. Catherine. And it looks like, Catherine, you have this in as a couple messages. So I'm gonna. what I'm going to do is I'm going to read all of Catherine's and then get back to the order here. Um, I just lost it by hitting refresh to make sure that I had all of them. Here we go. Catherine, <laughs> it's horrific how people who present feminine are still obligated to always have to worry how men view them because their v behavior is blamed for men's action men should keep themselves and other men in check from being pervs been accused so much for enticing pedophiles for having older friends and care about them it has caused me much anxiety for the past four years and distance beautiful and distance beautiful people from my life if they hurt me that's on them for it it's never your fault folks yeah absolutely i mean it's uh uh Unfortunately, right now, growing up, if you are a man, a lot of your you're going to get a mix of some male role models when it comes to religion are going to shame you for sexuality. And then a lot of your cultural role models are going to be themselves also sex icons. And so it uh, it is it is a serious conversation society needs to have about the way uh, we are raising boys. Yeah, hi the shadowed snow. My parents still don't believe I'm ace. Yeah, to tell you the truth, that was something I had a hard time accepting for years too, even in my secular, uh, uh, even as my secular self. Uh, I went through a lot of phases and I know asexuality is something that's really hard for people to come to grips with. I hope they start to believe you soon. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of those things where like for me, I had to, part of my journey to get to here was getting over the idea of everyone's experience won't be so different from my experience that I can't even conceptualize it. And as a person who's going to make you take another shout of alcohol by saying high libido, as a person with a high libido, asexuality was something just impossible for me to conceptualize uh, for a long time. And so unfortunately, I was one of those douches too that would talk about try and bring doubt and even gaslight people in regards to its existence. I just, God, 
I was such trash. There's just I, I say it a lot on my channel and my shows, but none of you would like old me. I promise. Sleep deprived. Love the channel so much. Watching all the time. Thank you so much. You wouldn't have liked if I had a channel years ago. Um, to Fox 88, I suspected I was Demi till I was in a sexual relationship. But once it happened, I was like, eh, I could take it or leave it. That relationship didn't last long because his libido was outclassed, way outclassed my own. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that same thing happen, too. Um, it may be that your demisexuality is mixed with some level of gray asexuality as well. Uh, but I'm not the expert on this. But Shannon is. I'm an outlaw. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell people I'm an expert on anything. Please, please. Shannon, oh, my God. <laughs> earlier when she said, like, psychology is my thing, she wasn't saying it like the way a person's like, yeah, I've read books from Freud or something. She, It is professionally oh, her thing. Freud. Oh, goodness. But remember, yeah, Freud got nothing wrong. Freud got... Okay. So much. I'm just, uh, there's so many things I want to say right now that I can't even words. Yeah. <laughs> Freud. Like, uh, you really want me to go on a dissertation about Freud? <laughs> I, actually, all I want to know is whether or not you think <clears throat> Freud was a net positive or net negative. Uh, net positive overall, because he introduced the conceptual, the conceptualization that there was a sort of an internal life, like a, a subconscious life. He got a lot of things just really wrong, like from a practical theoretical standpoint, but he was an overall catalyst for a multitude of fields, including cognitive and behavioral. So he's an overall net positive. Had he not been there as that catalyst, we wouldn't have had people like Carl Jung following or BF Skinner following in his foot footsteps to, to okay. open up entirely new fields of psychology. Totes agree. Because I was going to agree with it, whatever you said. Because whatever I said, you were just going to be like, yeah, I mean, duh, I think the same thing. So I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. time I'm going to say some bullshit. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just to get the sound clip of you going, I mean, yeah, obviously. obviously yeah. Alyssa <laughs> mm -hmm. Does Life said, I was told that being too confident in modest clothing could seduce men and cause me to be assaulted. It's not what you wear, but how you wear it. That is a flip of the script. But yeah, I... I um, that's also absurd. It's literally never your fault, people. If you are assaulted, it is the fault of the person who assaulted you. Dylan Karen Karenan, thank you very much. Uh, Igrid Tar wrote the word egg. Egg. Cool. I, I like I like eggs. Uh, salutations, Land Daddy. My cat is pregnant. That is from Olivia Frey. Uh, if that was intentional, congratulations. Um, Wellington Smith, money for Shannon's hair on my left, Jimmy's on my right. By the way, I'm kicking some ass in the Twitter poll right now. I keep checking. It's 67% Shannon's hair is objectively better than yours. Wait, but who put up this, uh, who put the, what's the Twitter handle? Worley. Uh, it's Worley DR at Worley DR. D-R-P, David Worley. Yeah, W O R L E Y. You're tagged I forget in the name it. David Worley. Okay, yeah, so everyone go to Twitter right now and vote and, for and vote for me. Um, sleep deprived. Well, if you want to show him some pity, I get it, but mostly you should probably oh, vote for the person gonna, you want to vote for. Now if you're you going to try and follow now, your heart. This is follow your heart. 
if I win now, it's like I didn't really win. Like I got the pity (laughs) win. I see. I see. That's some that's some gaslighting too, because my hair is amazing. Uh, sleep deprived, not playing favorites, but cough cough. Jimmy wins. Ha! Uh, the shadowed snow. Team Shannon's hair. Sorry, Jimmy. Dylan, Karen, Karen, non maybe. Do you guys have any recommended books? Uh, I'm reading Enumeracy right now. That's not how you pronounce oh, that word. Show me that book. What is it about? I'm reading. Oh, we Sapien, suck with numbers. This is this is it. What's it yeah. about? I can't. It's it's how human like we just suck with numbers and math and stuff. Mathematical oh, illiteracy and its consequences. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm reading Sapiens. Sapiens is really good. I can't remember. I can't pronounce the name of the author. Oh my gosh, it slipped my Let me mind. Grab one more book. You, Uval Uval is I think his first name. Sapiens is a really good book. Let me just suggest <laughs> that nobody read this book. <laughs> here's, here's a book i would strongly suggest that you do not purchase this is girl defined by Kristen and bethany clark uh or Kristen clark and bethany baird uh, uh from the channel girl defined those same people but i am doing a book review on my channel and i will have more of that out to the patrons soon because i've been releasing it slowly but to patrons first uh, uh, I recently, because I haven't been able to get it out as fast as I initially wanted, I am also now starting to let uh, patrons have episodes anywhere from four to t- 48 hours early of my regular show. So anyway, that's uh, fun stuff. Uh, don't read Girl Defined. It's black. Um Let's see. Shannon Likens. Couldn't bring myself to share my own story, but I appreciate this so much. You're both awesome. Also, Shannon Harewinds. Uh, Nicolette James. <laughs> My high school once held an all-school assembly where the speaker told us that men only want to marry virgins. I already had sex by then. For some reason... I read in my brain I already had sex with him, like referring to the speaker. But anyway, I that was funny to me. Uh, yeah, I, I also got abstinence only, uh, that kind of stuff, purity assemblies and stuff in school. Oddly enough, the most secular approach to school I had was when I was in Wyoming and high school. Uh, uh, that was the least religiously influenced when Wyoming's like a pretty religious place. There's not even like people there, just religious horses. (laughs) Katarina Roach. Thank you. Why am I sticky? I was going to vote Shannon, but that side part won me over for Jimmy. And now I know why I'm sticky. Let me just do one of these and then say, go vote. Oh my God. What what if I like do this? Am I supposed to look sexy too? I'm like, come hither. What about my, like, I'll take my glasses off. What if I do that? We can do it together. Let's see who has the best come hither look. I threw a wink in. Did you see my wink? Watch this creepy thing. Here goes. <laughs> this creepy thing I'm about to do. <laughs> Guys, are you ready? I'm going to do something really creepy. One second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I feel so much better after that emotional roller coaster. Spoonies. <laughs> Spoonies just want to have fun. I'm very sexually open. I will talk about anal at a party and get very shocked looks. My mom and I are open with each other too. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think I could with a with with my dad for sure. Katarina maybe I Roach. could if my mom wasn't my mom. If I had a different mom, maybe. <laughs> I yeah. I I, if my if my dad got over like his prude 
prudishness. Katarina Roach, did you grow up with the Mr. Men books and cassettes? No, I I don't know if that's something Mormons do or not, but I did. I I did not. Okay, so it's not Mormonism stuff. Mormons control all that shit, all that kind of content you consume. Catherine Knight Diaz, I'm going to keep doing this while I read the chats. Sorry for the multi-part super chats. Catherine, you do not need to apologize for that. You literally sent more super chats. So, like, it's just a weird thing to apologize for. Thank you very much. It keeps the lights on around here. Uh, Also, stop. (laughs) Mm, Okay. I'm trying to seduce the audience. Jimmy, um, if you want to have a seduction off, you just like leave. Just go. <laughs> you know what, Shannon? Stop slut shaming me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that you're not as good at it as me. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Katerina, uh, Katerina says, goodness, I'm bad at technology. Either way, I sent you an email regarding Faithless Forum that I could resend if you wouldn't mind uh, keeping an eye out for it. Yes, do send it. And I'm sorry, I think you sent me one in the past too. I'm just... I'm worse with technology than you. No, it's literally just, it, I I don't like sounding like the person who like when they don't DM you back, it's like, sorry, I'm just really busy. But my, everyone who knows me in my personal life knows that the only way I live is by spreading myself too thin. I am always doing too much at once. But it's not healthy either. Vibrantly Brantley wrote, teachers go into education for the money. Just look at them driving around in their fancy 94, 94 Hondas, drinking their fancy instant coffees. Awful. That was what I was talking about <laughs> as teachers. Yeah, yeah. clearly. All those rich. There was an old Key and Peele sketch that was that way, where it was like, what if we actually had good values in society? So they did like the NFL draft pick, but it was for teachers. And they were getting like contracts for millions of dollars. Chloe Dentum, I used to be Anglican. I was a I was an altar person. Under my robes, I wore a pentacle to piss everyone off. I was Anglican too. Ooh. So I think yeah, that's what I was. Samudi, my sex ed was off. It had this four flame stuff. It was odd. I don't know what four flame stuff is, but I'm reminded of that preacher that was saying the you ain't seen nothing till you seen a fire coming out the butthole. They got a fire in the butthole. Have you not seen that, Shannon? No. I'll, I'll link you, you after this. That? Yeah, I will. Oh, I will. Also, do a solid snake impression. Okay, here's my... I'm a snake. I'm a slithery little snake. Has no, have you not seen that, uh, that, that meme? I don't know what's happening. I'm a, I'm a snake. I'm a sneaky little snake. <laughs> I'm a slithery little snake. It's a meme. Okay, Max Hopkins. I don't know I understand. anything about Max said, I understand how people don't understand asexuals. It is, it's something that I think a lot of people just didn't know it existed. And so there are some people who are receptive to it. A lot of people aren't. But as they hear it more and, they, and, it, and it becomes a pattern to hear about it, uh, I think more and more people are understanding that that sex drive is a thing. Obviously people have differing sex drives and that includes people who don't feel the desire to have sex. Um, I understand. A P- oh, uh, Max also says as an asexual feeling, sexual attractions is, Oh, sorry. I thought you were, I thought it's, it's as an asexual, but there was no space. So I got confused. Uh, feeling sexual attraction is beyond me. 
yeah, that's my understanding of how it works. But all I can say is, yeah, gotcha. I have the very opposite problem. I just always want to be doing it. Raw. Jimmy, do you have a high libido? <laughs> it's it's above average. It's like it's it's pretty good. It's above average. Nothing to write home about, but it like it does the job. Get it? Because it sounds like I'm describing. Okay, Raul Esquivel oh Rubenstein. I'm a fat. Just ate a family sized pizza in your live stream. I uh, I'm kind of thinking about eating a pizza all to myself here soon too. Dallas Wade. I started watching you last year. I only wish I had you years ago because I'm married and I spent my life suppressing my bisexuality due to guilt. A couple of things about that. It's a good thing I didn't start my channel years ago because had I found an audience, I would have continued believing shitty things. Uh, uh, you would, I would likely be in that category of anti-SJW atheist YouTubers. Uh, uh, so it's good for both of us that I only started my channel a year ago because I only started to not suck like two years ago. And I still kind of suck. Shannon can tell you. He's, he's mostly okay, actually. He's too self-deprecating, actually. 51%. I reinforce that, though. I keep him, I keep him honest. <laughs> I, I remind him he's shit at least once a week. <laughs> I'm 51% bearable. Uh, but thank you, Dallas Wade, anyway, for the sentiment. Dylan Fuller, Jimmy, would you run a fan... Sorry, would you run a, would you do a fun random Q&A video? If not, favorite D&D &D class, favorite color. Have you checked out BuzzFeed Unsolved and favorite cryptic likely to exist? I don't know what half of those things meant. So let me do the ones I do know. Um, my favorite D&D &D class, I usually am a ranger. Uh, favorite color is red and I really like red and black, hence the background now. Um, have you checked out BuzzFeed's Unsolved? I don't know what that is. Favorite crypt ID slash likely to exist. I don't I don't actually know what that means. Do you know what that means? No, I don't know. I don't know. You knew what more about what some of that stuff meant that I did. My favorite yeah. color is purple. The rest of it I don't really guess. <laughs> you don't say. We both have our backgrounds in our or our favorite colors in our <laughs> yeah. backgrounds. Uh Ashley Merrill. I know Ashley. I think. I think that's the Ashley I know. Yeah. I think that all right sorry if it seems weird because i don't know you but i'm pretty sure you and i are buddies uh, uh i can't tell from your little icon so if you're the ashley merrill i'm thinking of we're buddies ashley says freud can kiss my peach i think <laughs> i like her <laughs> but it's, the, it's the little peach icon uh john rotramel youtube gave me a free super chat so here you go that is awesome how do people get free Whoa. super chats Give them all yeah. to me. YouTube Red. YouTube Red, I think you get one a month or something like that. Oh, interesting. Sarah Overbay, thank you for being awesome. Thank you for being an awesome uh, uh, consumer of this this show. Thank everyone for doing that. I think if we uh, if we end it out here in the next minute or two, we will we will end at precisely two hours, which is pretty good. Yeah, I'll look it up good. being on schedule. We're usually both pretty chitty chitty chat chatty, so that's not so bad, actually. <laughs> to tell you the truth, lately my shows have been an hour and 15 minutes long, so we still were pretty chitty 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 chatty. But I, I enjoyed all of it, and I think that it was a really, really good topic to cover, and um, I think it will, I hope if nothing, it brings people some, some peace, some validation, 
some catharsis. You're seen and you helped other people who may feel like they're not seen, who are watching this realize that they have compatriots by sharing yeah. your stories. So thank you for that. Ashley it has confirmed that it, it is indeed my, my buddy. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Big old shout out to Ashley. I, before we go, I do want to say a huge, huge thank you, as always, uh, to my mods. Owen, I know, is, is always mod god. Mod oh, daddy, I believe we decided was what we will call Owen. <laughs> she's so wonderful, and she's, she's at most of my live everything, like my premieres and my live shows, uh, and, and has been absolutely amazing. I know there are some other mods in there. I know Caitlin Chloe stopped by at one point. Uh, we have, um, uh, uh, I think Nikki was here earlier, and I saw zero one three two one three two. So if I if I didn't see any of you and you're there too, just know I love and thank you too. Uh, Blue Rose says, "Wow, I do get a free super chat. I gift it to you. That's amazing. I had no idea that that was a thing." On tomorrow's yeah, show, when we talk about, because uh, uh, we're closing this one out, tomorrow's show when we talk about Game of Thrones. You know, everyone give me your free super chats because free is exactly how much I think I'm worth. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. He's Thank right. You, He's not wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you, Jimmy. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching. Shannon will get the final words to end out and let you know where you can find her. I'm not going to. I know that sounds like a setup. Like as soon as you start talking, I'm going to cut away to the final thing. You will, but no, you will. You will get those final words after this final super chat that just came in. Uh, who said, "Can environmental conditions strongly influence sexuality?" When I was younger, I had a strong sex drive, but now I'm running track in college. I was told that many athletes can lose their sex drive. I mean, I think certainly uh, uh, that it, it definitely has an influence. For me, I suppressed a lot of my sexuality because of my environment, and I only started enjoying other types of body parts for the last uh, year or two. And, and at a time would have truly been disgusted by the concept because of my upbringing. Um, but I, I feel that I was always pansexual, but had uh, some stigmas I had to get over. And also, it sounds like if you're if you're starting to be a more high performance athlete, there could be a chance that you're consequentially changing your internal hormonal balance and if you're and and potentially affecting neurotransmitters. And there's several neurotransmitters that are involved in in sex drive and several components of your neural structures that are involved in sex drives as well. One of them is the, your amygdala, your amygdala and part of your your midbrain thalamic structures are are can can help to. Uh, send out messages of sexual arousal. And if you're becoming more attuned and more imbalanced and you had a heightened sex drive, it may lower as a result of that. There's all kinds of contributing factors. I don't, there, there's no way to change your orientation, but there are ways to change your, biologically change your, your proclivity or desire to have, have sex frequently or more or less frequently, if that makes some sense. I'd have to do a little bit more research to speak on it more in a, in a more uh, learned, knowledgeable way. But those are things that I do know. Totes. Shannon, where can they find you? I have a channel called Shannon Q. And I talk to people about complex issues and also do edited videos. Where, and usually I just, whatever's currently pissing me off, I research the shit out of it and make a video on. Stop it with the hair, Jimmy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> 
<laughs> Currently, Jimmy's pissing me off. So the next video is probably going to be about Jimmy. <laughs> so yeah, please go over and, and check out the channel. And go to Twitter and vote for me on the poll. I'm looking at the poll right now. Who's winning? I need to check. Let's, oh my yeah, God, let's... it's so close. What's I'm it at still now? winning. It's 55% for me, 45% for you. So go to Twitter. I'm at Dear Mr. Atheist. It's on David Worley's page, and you can find it in my tags and go vote for me. I love you all. Thank you all so much. And we will see you tomorrow when we talk about Game of Thrones, which Kyle uh, wants us to call the show Gaze of Thrones. <laughs> Kyle. So. I love Kyle. <laughs> you would. I can't wait to see that thumbnail. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna change right. we're gonna change what's jutting out of the iron throne. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Funny heart. <laughs>